Tech Talk with Matthew Dickerson. Matthew Dickerson. Tech, 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 tech talk. Tech, 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 tech talk. Sit back and relax. It's time to talk technology. Hello, Christmas cruisers. Climb on through the tinsel and tiptoe through the clumsily wrapped gifts strewn all over the floor. Pull up a comfy chair and assume the listening position because it's time for Tech Talk with Matthew Dickerson. Now, to celebrate the season of blowing out the budget, we have an enormous grab bag of suggestions to get the oohs and the ahs sounding around your Christmas tree this year. By my calculations, you either still have a couple of days, maybe maybe even a week or more left to get your Christmas shopping act together. Or for another way of looking at it, if you're a bit slow listening to this podcast, then you've got about a year to get yourself organised for Christmas 2024. So some good news there, folks. And here, warming up his larynx with some Christmas brandy, all limbered up and ready for a big Christmassy tech talk. It's Matthew Dickerson. Season's greetings, Matthew. Well, thank you. And this is me being incredibly selfish, James. I like to think I'm not a selfish person, but but I created the 5G for Christmas, the Great Geek Gadget Gift Guide for Christmas, <laughs> just so my kids could have something they could find for me for Christmas. It's actually quite hard buying presents for the geek in your life because mm. you've got to get the right geek present. If That's you right. buy the wrong version or... Just something that's not quite what they want. Yeah. Oh, we've all had the cheaper version of, haven't we? We've all received one of those. Think about it. That's right. um, And you've gone, oh, thanks, Grandma. (laughs) That's lovely. And then you've played with it for about two minutes and then you've put aside and thanks, Grandma. Yeah. Or I've already got one of those. (laughs) (laughs) So what I've done with this one is I've worked out 20 different geeky type presents and I've tried to put a bit of variety in there but basically to my kids and my darling wife who I know listen to this podcast every week just <laughs> pick your present from one of these things I've basically picked or out pick things all of them well I'm hoping amongst the children and wife there'll be enough to cover all of them but go through pick out these all of these things I don't have at this stage and all of these things I could live with. So go out there and pick your things there. I apologise for the selfishness of this, but hopefully this applies to our listeners, to someone that's the geek in their life. Most of these things, I'm sure, would be attractive to I'm just picturing you using some of these, uh, knowing what's coming up. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) Uh, that's going to be awesome, Matt. I want photos. Photos or it didn't happen. All 20 might be a challenge. All 20 (laughs) at the same time might be a challenge, definitely. So we'll see how we go. That'd be fantastic. That'd be a photo. That'd be it. All right, folks, pens ready. We're coming at you rapid fire today. Now, how many of us have wasted hours of our lives searching for our glasses this year? You know, you were just wearing them, you popped them down to do something quickly, and then, oh, the frustration. Matt, end the perpetual dilemma of misplacing our glasses today, please. Bluetooth trackers are very common, and I have talked about it before, that one year for Christmas for all the kids and my wife, I bought a bunch of tile, the Bluetooth tracker called Tile, Mm. a bunch of tiles, and said, look at this, isn't this fantastic? Yeah, but sticky taping a tile to you. (laughs) Glasses is just going to be impractical. Big clumsy, isn't it? Hanging off the side. I've had people who have lost their glasses and said, oh, if only I could have some sort of tracker on it. Well, <laughs> we've got it. Yeah, the Dolphin here. Smart Spec Finder is exactly that. So I don't need to go into all the features of a Bluetooth tracker. People are familiar with those already. It can make a noise, quite a loud noise. This is, does an 85 dB alarm on it. You can track it on an app so you can see where it is. If you left it at someone else's place over Christmas, you left it at Aunt Mary's place. As long as they've got the same app on their phone, then you'll be able to find that device, the same as those Bluetooth trackers. But the most important thing with this one is it's small enough 
to stick on the side of your glasses. And I reckon oh, you if go. you stuck it in just the right spot on the arm, it would just look like part of the design of the glasses. The battery life on them is not too bad. About a month you'll get out of the battery, which is not quite as good as normal Bluetooth trackers, but the battery's small because it's small enough to stick on the side of your glasses. Now, rechargeable, yeah? Rechargeable battery. Yeah. Yep. So it takes about three hours to recharge and then you just leave it on there. And again, double-sided tape. We know that double-sided tape these days is very strong. So you stick it on with double-sided tape, you pair it to your phone, and away you go. The next time you say, where are my glasses? Ah, it doesn't matter. I can just make a loud noise and find that actually they're just right beside me here. I should have looked before I went straight to the Bluetooth <laughs> tracker. On your head. So the Dolphin um, Smart Spec Finder is the go for those people in your life that put down their glasses and, and forget And be really careful for that three hours when you're um, recharging. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Now here's one to get you into a load of trouble shortly before Christmas lunch. Magic trick sets always bring some extra entertainment to Christmas morning, albeit fairly short-lived. Mums and dads, we've all been there, of course. Now, well, there is a magic trick that hasn't appeared under the tree before until now. Behold, novice ma uh, magicians, it's the wearable pyro mini fire shooter. It's sure to wow everyone in the emergency ward. Matt, this will spark up your magic career for sure. I haven't checked on the legality of these in Australia. Oh, no. They're probably <laughs> probably a, a well and truly available in the States, but whether or not you're going to be shooting fire at Christmas from your wrists. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? I mean, it's given the fact that firecrackers are illegal in Australia, it's probably and not... you're getting one of these, aren't you? Because one of the kids is going to buy one. Well, I, I would hope so. It's actually, it actually looks like a watch that you would wear on the inside of your wrist rather than the outside of your wrist. Charges up via USB can do 600 shots when it's fully charged, and you load up specially treated tissue paper, and you'll get 120 shots out of that tissue paper. A tiny so that, bit of lighter fluid. <laughs> well, I actually thought it might have used some sort of butane or something initially, but it doesn't. It, it uses, it's called flash paper, flash cotton or right. flash paper. Magicians use that a lot, so it's basically dipped in something that's highly flammable, and then it basically catches on fire, but that's so thin it just disappears in the thin air. So yeah, right. it sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Hang around the kitchen table at Christmas yeah. time and say, should we light the candles? Hold on. Poof. <laughs> <laughs> Pass me the salt, please. Yes. And while we're at it, poof. That's yeah. Right. It sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> but I actually think about the technology we've got now. Yeah. If we went back 100 years in time and we went on stage as a magician, oh. just using technology, we would be magic. We could turn on That's a TV right. from the other side of the room. Yeah, wow. We can have a TV. Well, <laughs> we, we can make pictures appear <laughs> on a screen magically, and we could change those pictures magically from magically, the other side of the yeah, room. Yeah. So the, the technology oh, we've yeah. got, if you went back, it would just be like this person is a magician, quick burn them at the stake because yeah, look at the yeah. magic they're doing. That's anyway, right. the Pyro Mini Fire Shooter does sound like something that's cool. And a lot of geeks I know, they do think they're a bit of a magician. They do think they're a bit magical oh, in what they can the, do. That's the realm of the magician, isn't it? Indeed. <laughs> Now, there's always been something new each Christmas for Star Wars fans, ever since the first figurines hit the shelves in 1978. Now, Star Wars has been the gift that just keeps on giving. And now, ironically, bringing light from the dark side is the Death Star lamp. But this thing doesn't just light up because that'd be boring, Matt. Just a Death Star lamp. So <laughs> yesterday, so 2022, this is a Death Star lamp 
that explode. Yes, that's what you want in a Death Star. <laughs> now, it doesn't splatter your room with bits of Death Star. It <laughs> doesn't take out the kid's bedroom. It kind of explodes. So it comes out into an open state just a few nanoseconds after the Death Star would have been exploding. So it looks yeah, like, wow. in the images that I looked at in the video I saw, it looks like that it just opens up as in that first instance of the Death Star exploding. Huge chunks of Death Star. That's right, sitting out there. What it does actually do is it lets more light out from the Death Star. So you've got the Death Star lamp. You know, oh, I need a bit more light in my room. So you mm. hit the remote control and the Death Star goes into its exploded state. More light comes out. Uh, it's a bit too light in here. Put it back into its pre-exploded state. So you can have romantically lit with the full complete Death Star and then you can have full daylight lit with the um, exploded Death Star. Doing a bit of work and don't need romanticism right at the moment with the, <laughs> the exploded Death Star. It seems to me like we're struggling to come up with more things that have got Star Wars links, but no. I thought this one was pretty clever. You like nah, it? No, they're still it? in the middle of it. Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Now, for the handyman who already has everything comes the digital tape measure. You heard it, folks. Tape measures have gone digital. It's a tape measure, but it's digital. For those, when, uh, for those times when millimetres really count, Matt. Well, I've actually got two ways I measure things electronically. I can use my phone yep. and just draw a point from one point to another to, to use that. And that's quite a convenient tool when you're just somewhere, you don't have a tape measure with you. Mm. But I also use a little device that uses some ultrasonic sounds to actually measure something. Yeah. You've got to have a fairly constrained environment so you can put it hard against one surface, it bounces out a signal against the other surface and gives you an accurate reading. So yeah. I, I like that one as well. But this one, I love the idea it combines the old and the new. It looks like a normal tape measure. Yep. You pull out a normal yellow. They're always yellow. I don't know always why they're yellow. always yellow. What's with that? It's international out, convention. must be. Someone said yellow it must be. So you pull out the normal yellow measurement. It's got imperial. I hate the fact it's got yeah. imperial on it still, but it's got imperial. Still, i got to sell it in America. They do. Exactly right. And metric on there. And the reason, the whole reason this was created by the inventor of this was because in America, he, he was an American, he struggled when he was trying to work out different measurements in imperial and metric, because he'd read some things and they were ah. measured in imperial and other ones in metric, and he'd grown up with imperial measurements and always struggled with the conversion. Oh, this is a pain. What's that one there? How do I read that again? It's metric. It's pretty easy. But anyway, <laughs> he struggled with that. So this particular tape measure just has a digital readout, and when you pull it out, you can set it to be imperial or metric measurements, so you don't have to think about it. You just pull it out and go, oh, that's just telling me it's 722 millimetres or 7 metres or whatever it might be yeah, right. in terms of the metric measurements you want. But then that didn't sound like quite enough to sell a tape measure. Then he said, well, one of the things you're commonly doing is you're measuring from there to there because you're going to hang something on the wall. Then you've got to calculate the midpoint. Now, it's a bit harder calculating the midpoint uh -huh. when it's 7 feet and 3 inches to yeah. work out the uh -huh. midpoint of that, whereas in metrics it's a bit easier. But this also then says... Well, the midpoint of that measurement you've done is this. So you can make it a bit easier and not hang the picture on the wall and go, oh, I got that wrong, didn't I? That's out by <laughs> a foot wrong there. That doesn't look like it's quite in the middle. Do you reckon they had this digital tape measure and they had the LCD screen there and it was reading how long the thing was and then someone said, that's a really big screen. Surely we can put something else on there. What else could we put on there? Well, I think, it was, midpoint. <laughs> I think <laughs> it was probably, what else can we do with it? We need yeah, to do something right. else yeah, with yeah. it. And then the other thing it does, it gives you the last three measurements. So when you've done your measurement oh, right. and you sit cool. back down, you go, I'm sure it's, oh, what was it again? Yeah. I think it was, 
Measure twice, cut once. Exactly. Bingo. That's right. So I like it. I actually thought it was quite a clever way to combine the old with the new. Is this another indicator to America? Can you just give up on the Imperial? Come to the rest of the world. (laughs) Come with us. It's okay. Now, portable keyboards are super handy and I love them. They're either large enough to be comfortable, but they uh, take up an awkward amount of space in your bag, or they're small enough to fit easily in a bag, but difficult for clumsy big hands to navigate efficiently. Matt, a virtual keyboard is going to solve all of this. An astonishingly accurate virtual laser keyboard, in fact, from ASG. Now, I do travel with an extra keyboard because I find sometimes you sit in your motel room and you're there for a few days, and I just feel like my hands get a bit... Is it a pokey little one? It's a well, no, it's it's actually an embarrassingly large one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I need an embarrassingly large one. Yeah, I use an ergonomic one on my normal office environment. Yeah. I don't travel with one that big, but I do travel with a full size one. And when I put it in my backpack with my computer stuff in there, it's a bit embarrassing because you got to pull out security and you pull out your computer <laughs> and you pull out this keyboard and you can see we're looking at you going. Your keyboard, doesn't your keyboard and your notebook work? (laughs) Like, it's just a bit embarrassing. I've tried the foldable keyboards Mm. and I've tried the rollable keyboards, but both of them seem basically the same as a keyboard on my notebook, so why bother? They seem very pokey. So I do travel the fairly large one, but I love the idea of this because I can travel something much smaller. The actual unit itself is fairly small. You sit it on the desk and it projects a full-size keyboard onto the desk in front of you. Now, one of the issues I have in motels, any motel owners out there, please take note, sometimes you've got glass Uh, on the top of the desk in a motel. So a mouse that uses a laser signal, which most of them do, goes straight through the glass, no use. So you've got to find something to put it on. This is the same. It projects a keyboard onto whatever surface, but if it's a glass desk, it doesn't actually work. So you need something opaque Mm. for it to be able to see. And then you've got a full-size keyboard, and you literally type on the flat surface. So you've mm. got the desk, this projects a keyboard, and then the actual unit itself picks up where your fingers are moving enough to be accurate. Now, I've got a problem with that <laughs> because I like the feel of the buttons. Mm. You don't I get have the that. feel of the buttons. I, I do, and no, I get that, that. H word? That, that haptic. A haptic, yeah. yeah, yeah. Those, that haptic sensory feeling. I, I get that, and I did wonder about that myself, but I just wondered whether it was small enough to pack in there. You're not embarrassed when you go through security, yep. but it still gives you a full-size keyboard, and it's rapid enough to do 350 characters per minute. Oh, wow. So that's probably around about, say, 80 words per minute, and for most touch typers that aren't experts, they can do 80 to 100 words per minute. So. Yeah, that sounds about reasonable. So it sounds like it's good. Supports Bluetooth 3, 120 minutes of battery life before you've got to recharge it. So overall... Don't knock it till you tried it. That's right. And I'll be trying this on Christmas Day because I'm sure this is one of the many presents that my kids (laughs) will get for me. (laughs) Snoring is one of those perpetual agonies that partners have to continually work through just to get a good night's sleep for themselves. Well... Here's a clever gift idea for anyone who sleeps next to a lumberjack. Matt, bring on the sweet dreams with the Sleep Connection connection Wristband. Sorry, that's just Connection once. The Sleep Connection Wristband, I'll say that again. I'm just realising I'm going to have trouble using all 20 at the same time, aren't I? Given the <laughs> fact that some of these rely on me being asleep, mm. some rely on me typing on a keyboard. Right. 
shooting out fireballs while I'm typing There's on the keyboard. All <laughs> sorts of videos coming out from your um, your Christmas day. This one is applicable to me because I do snore and my wife tells me I snore. Of course, I don't think I do because I don't hear myself snoring because I'm asleep when I'm doing it. <laughs> but she's very nice. She, she's very helpful in using a gentle knee in the middle of the back <laughs> to, start, to stop my snoring. Just something to get you to move. <clears throat> Pardon me, something to get you to move. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, And that's very good of her just to stop my snoring in case there's a problem with my snoring. <laughs> this sounds like a much better idea. It effectively looks like a watch. And the watch is sitting there listening away for just the beginning of your snoring, not the good deep lumberjack snoring as you describe <laughs> it, just that beginning. And what it does then, it just gives you a slight vibration through your wrist to just disturb you a little bit, a little bit gentler than the knee in the back. Yeah, uh, I'm just wondering if you don't respond to that, is there a next level? It does. It, turns- <laughs> it, it keeps increasing. So. It- if it, if it keeps hearing you snore, it'll basically increase the vibration. I right. don't think it gets to the stage where it makes noise. Where but just you, you get tasered. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Such big electric shocks through your wrist. <laughs> so it does kind of wake you up a little bit, but not enough to fully wake you up. You yeah, good. are disturbed, you roll around and move around a little bit, and then you keep sleeping, and hopefully your partner beside you doesn't need to actually use a knee or maybe a, a pillow over your head or anything like that to just get you out of that snoring scenario. So good tip out there for those snorers. Yeah. It's an ill-considered gift list. Uh, gift, sorry, I'll start again. It's an ill-considered list of Christmas gift suggestions that doesn't include a new knickknack for golfers. Matt's here to tick all the boxes with a golf simulator that'll get you one step closer to the pro circuit. Matt, apparently, it's rude on Christmas Day to say to the family, "And I'm just going out for a quick round of golf. Yeah. I'll be back in a couple of be hours. Nine holes, That's maybe right. eighteen. Once you've finished cooking." Christmas lunch, I'll be there to eat it, okay? It's all okay. <laughs> so what you need for the golfer in your life at Christmas time is a golf simulator. So you can say, just go in and play a couple of holes for 10 minutes and then we'll come out and grab you. Now, most golf simulators aren't that accurate in terms mm. of what you see that your ball might be doing and how your shots are being played. But this golf simulator is the bee's knees. This is the one that is going to give you the ultimate direction, spin, everything on your ball. So essentially you've got two cameras, you've got a Doppler radar, it'll capture 13 metrics with every swing. Oh, really? So essentially you set your golf ball up, you've set your, your cameras up, the Doppler radar, etc. you swing, obviously you're not hitting a real golf ball because that might mm. be a bit unpleasant in the house, but you have specific golf balls that basically are a soft golf ball, but it picks up how fast you're hitting the ball, the spin rate, side spin. I'm really good at side spin. My my slice is you absolutely wonderful. You can do wonderful. a pretty good slice? Now, I'm, I'm pretty impressed that I can get so much side spin on my ball. I, I, I challenge many people to get as much side spin as I do, but you can get the side spins captured, the spin, the normal spin, the preferable spin is captured, and so it actually will work out how far and where the ball would go. But then... That's great for a bit of practice, but you want to apply that in the real world. Well, it's got 30,000 virtual golf courses, so you can go and play those virtual golf courses. So I can imagine, for example, after Christmas, when there's a major tournament on TV, you could be there playing that same golf course with the pros, beside the pros, 
and you'd be working out how far down the fairway you're hitting, what score you're yeah. getting. So you'd actually be competing, in inverted commas, against the pros that are playing on TV. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, there is. So a really in-depth view of what you're doing. And I remember I bought some new golf clubs a few years ago, and before I bought them, I went, and I won't say the brand name, but I went to that particular company's office where they had this whole simulator set up, was this whole room set up to try and analyse your swing to try and give you golf clubs that suited you. I'm sure they end up with the same golf clubs being the most expensive <laughs> ones each time. But that was the idea of that. And it was actually pretty impressive that it was showing you on screen what was happening with your swing. But now, essentially, you can do all that in your own home. So I was pretty impressed with that. Again, the golf in your life, what a great present for them. Yeah. What would Christmas be if it wasn't, weren't for those quirky little gifts that get everyone else in the room asking, what was that? Well, the Hajimari boomerang ball will turn heads as it zips around people's heads in the busy lounge room. Matt, this nifty little gadget is bound to get the kids off their screens. It is, actually. I watched some videos of this one, and it's cool. A little ball that hovers above your hand or whatever, yeah? Well, yeah, it does a few things, and I've... I learned to throw a boomerang because I had to teach some people in Japan how to throw a boomerang, which was kind of the blind leading the blind to a certain yeah. extent. <laughs> oh, right, okay. But the boomerang, the trick of the boomerang, the real boomerang, is all about the wind direction. So you think it's a real technique or art in throwing the boomerang, but really what you've got to do is throw it with the wind essentially coming back into you, so it just basically blows the boomerang back to you essentially. So <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the science. But this little thing here, they call it a boomerang ball because it does come back to you. You can throw it. Literally stand there and throw it out, and it goes out, it hovers out, and then comes back to you. You don't need to be on an app to drive it. It's kind of like a drone, but you're not driving it via an app. You just throw it. You can then set it up in a different mode to throw it from me to you and throw it back and forth. But the the thing I loved about it was just this whole idea that you just hold it in your hand and then you let go of it. It just stays hovering there, or you throw it a little bit, or you throw it a lot, and it just keeps coming back to you. So yeah. I just thought it was fantastic. I want one of these for the dog because my dog isn't great at bringing it back to me. This one obviously goes up in the air, but I want one on the ground because my silly dog, when you throw the ball out there, it races out, picks it up, and then it goes and stops three metres away from you and lets it go. And you go, just back to me. Do you understand the game here, dog? It's to bring it back to me. Meanwhile, the dog's laughing, saying, I bet he comes and gets it. (laughs) He thinks the game is me to pick it up from them. But it's pretty cool. Done about... 10 minutes of playtime on a charge. takes about 25 minutes to charge up again. So you're right. What could go wrong around the Christmas house? Throwing this around, going, hey, go through <laughs> go through the door there, James. I'll throw it to you. I'm sure it won't break anything along the We're way. We're hoping there's not too much inertia there. No, that's right. Well, you're right. It is pretty light, so it probably won't break large things, but small things I'm sure I can mention. <laughs> knock off a shelf somewhere. So, yeah, the Hajimari. balanced things, uh, anyone's game. Yeah. Exactly right. Hajimari boomerang ball. I thought that was a pretty cool present. For our home security conscious listeners, here is the Always Home Cam. It's a drone that roams the house while you're away, giving multiple viewpoints around the house for a greater peace of mind. Matt, you can really relax into your Christmas holidays with this little sentry working for you. Well, I thought of exactly that. You go away at Christmas time and you think, oh, gee, I hope no one breaks in and steals my nice new boomerang ball that I've just got and left it <laughs> <Yeah>. at home. <laughs> so this is actually quite a good little home security system. One of the things with home security systems is that people want to put more cameras around. Mm. That's great. You cover more parts of the house, but of course they cost money and you don't want to go into everywhere. You don't want to put the cameras in the bedrooms, for example. So mm. you put them out in the main rooms, but when you're away, people can break into anywhere. And if you're going to break in somewhere, you're breaking the bedrooms because, you know, there's going to be no cameras in there. You can program this to basically pick up from its dock 
and then do some different paths around the house. You can program it up to 50 different flight paths. So you could say, right, flight path one, go down into the bedroom. Flight path two, go down the main area. Basically different areas of the house. So you're away and it's basically doing these random little fly-arounds in the house. And of course, you can connect to it remotely and say, right, go for a fly. I'll drive you to go down to this particular area of the house and have a look. It just gives you that peace of mind. And if mm. something does happen, you're a thief and you look up and you go, hmm, there seems to be a drone flying around there above me. Maybe that's not so good. And, of course, that image has already been captured and sent off to the cloud, so it's yeah. already got that thief there. So a good little way. It's, it's quite a practical one, actually. It's a bit different to the boomerang ball or the fire shooter. It's actually quite sensible and practical. I'm not sure very it, cool. I'm not sure if it belongs in our list of <laughs> gift bit, ideas, does it? It's, they're going to get a Star Wars version of that, I'm sure. <laughs> that's right. it's, um, it's fantastic. <laughs> good idea. Unwind from the troubles of the day with a pair of smart goggles. They're an innovative eye mask that'll be have you washing away your stress with a host of relaxation-inducing features, all in the one headset, Matt. Yeah, I'm not convinced. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I've yeah. read the marketing hype and it says it does wonderful things, but I want to see the science on this. I want to yeah. see what it actually does. Okay. But if it works for you, then great. It's got vibration, massage, heat therapies. It's got three customizable modes, focus, smart, relax, and sleep. So supposedly focus, if I'm about to go out and play a game of golf on my golf simulator mm. and I want to get really pumped and focused, ready to go, then I put these smart goggles on and I say focus mode. But if I want to go to sleep, then I put it into sleep mode. The same goggles can put me into focus yeah, or sleep right. mode or smart relax. Maybe that's just what I'm sitting there and at lunchtime at the cricket on Boxing Day and you just want to take a bit of a relaxation before you get ready for the afternoon session. So it sounds like they do a bit of everything, which worries me a you little bit. You know what you're definitely getting for Christmas now? <laughs> definitely these. <laughs> to test them out, to see yeah, that's right. whether it's just a placebo effect. I mean, maybe they're quite nice. And the, you put something that covers your eyes, it gives you a little bit of a massage on the temple yeah. on your head. So yeah. maybe that's okay. It's a bit like someone... Soft music. Yeah, that's right. If someone massages your shoulders, I'm not sure if it does anything medically, but it feels nice. So fine, give it a go if you like. I'm just not saying there's a lot of medical proof that they actually make a difference there. But it'll look cool when you get them in your stocking. <laughs> That's right. Take another step towards sustainability with Goal Zero's Nomad 10 solar panel. For the outdoorsy types who like to travel light, you can keep all of your devices running seamlessly with this nifty little solar solution, Matt. Well, it's important that you go to the beach and relax and have fun with your family that your phone's fully charged. Yes, and you can use your laptop and da 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 to get <laughs> everything right. else connected. Yeah. How else are you going to check back on your ring, your always roaming ring That's camera right. back at home unless you've got your phone and your laptop fully charged? So I don't mind this one. It's about half a kilo, 500 grams is the mass of it. It's 240 millimetres by 180 millimetres by 32 millimetres all folded up, ready to go. So reasonable size in terms mm. of the size of it. Then you get somewhere, you just pop it out on its little stand, face it towards the sun. We've got full sun at the moment in Australia, yeah. so it's going to give you a good charge. It'll take about two to three hours for a full charge of your phone. So that's not too bad in terms of keeping your phone fully charged and such. And again, you're probably not getting out there and going, oh, my phone's dead flat, I'll fully charge it. You might just want to keep it topped up, keep it charged. So you go camping, go to the beach, wherever mm, you go, that's right. you can rely on having this. So you're no longer looking for those PowerPoints when you go somewhere. You just pop this out <laughs> on the desk and let it charge up. Obviously, it folds out to be a little bit larger than those dimensions that I mentioned. But I like the idea 
And again, it seems really, really portable. Yeah. It's not heavy and clunky and stuff. And no, so, yeah. and, and again, quite practical. So I like it, but it, it means you can keep listening to podcasts while you're out and about over the Christmas 100%. break. 100%. All right, folks, they've been in hibernation for 25 years, but children of the 90s will love bringing this sleeping giant of the toy world back to life. Ladies and gentlemen, we're reintroducing the classic Tamagotchi with 2024 cutting-edge tech. Matt, it's time for a new generation to get hooked. Exactly right, and they were hooked. My kids were hooked on them. Yeah, right. In fact, I remember one of my kids was traumatised because as punishment for something that she did that I wasn't impressed with, I had to take her Tamagotchi away from her. She still talks about it now. She's and a, you killed it. <laughs> because, Starved it to because, death. Because you're not updating all the time. Yeah. Yes, that's the thing. And so that's still, it was obviously traumatising. Well, this was the original conditioning uh, like tool, wasn't it? It was like oh. uh, we need to be able to condition people to be able to be like <laughs> automatons to press a button or do a certain activity every certain uh, couple of hours or and, so. And didn't it work? The kids, it didn't matter what they're doing. <laughs> Hold on, I've got to leave the exam I'm doing for my HSC yeah. to go and fix my well, Tamagotchi up. about to starve to death. So this is basically a modernised version. Version, I think it, it seems like it's pretty much the same as the Demogotchi in 1996 it was first released but it, let's get a whole new bunch of kids hooked on them and they do some <laughs> different ones they've actually released some different ones over the years where they've basically had Pokemon or Star Wars of course or Toy uh -huh. Story on them but again the same basic concept you're looking after your little Tamagotchi keeping it alive feeding it cleaning up its poo all sorts of things so if you don't know what a Tamagotchi is then don't go and get one because you get hooked. I guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm It'll sure create issues later on. This might actually be a nostalgic present for someone for, yeah, for yeah. kids that played with them back in the '90s. So maybe yeah, so people for all that those are in their thirty-year-olds now. Yeah, and, yeah, that's right. Um, mid twenties to mid thirties that actually played with these when they were kids. They might go, "Oh, it's a cool present." <laughs> it might be for them. Maybe it's a whole new generation to get them hooked. I don't know. But the Tamagotchis they were big when they were going. Absolutely. Early morning exercisers, campers and hikers alike will know that not all headlamps are equal. But we have one here that's gone to the next level. Matt, is it too much to say that this headlamp is going to lead us to a brighter future? Oh, please, please. <laughs> the puns are just rolling out there. I was actually thinking of the geek in your life, so not so much the exercisers, not yeah. so much the campers. I was thinking about the geek who's doing some extra wiring around the house. there are some exercises out there who like to geek out as well. True, true. But I was actually thinking of them doing some geek work in the ceiling of their home over Christmas. Ah, right. I've just got to run those cables for that new thing I've got and I need to get up in the ceiling and of course it's a bit dark up in the ceiling mm -hmm. so you carry a torch around it's all a bit clumsy and I've used head torches before but they're very much a narrow beam and they're a bit yeah, yeah. unpleasant in the way they sit there. And then, of course, if you want to change the brightness or do something, you've got your hands full and you can't do anything. So this has got a few things I like about it. The first I reckon thing is, if you're painting your Dungeons & Dragons figurines as well, oh, this yeah. would be fantastic. Yeah, no, good point. So when you're getting up close work, you getting need to make brightness. Well-lit, yeah, yep. you need a well-lit environment. So okay. a few things about this. First of all, it looks like a cool headband. When all said and done, it's just got a cool look. I actually thought of Olivia Newton-John in the physical film clip right, with all okay. those people wearing their so headbands. So we are geeking out in a big way now. That's yes, right. good. Okay, so it's a cool it, headband. It looks cool. So that's the first and most important thing. The second part is it's pretty bright. 
350 lumens of brightness from this, and it's not just one single spotlight. It's basically got an LED band across the front section of it. So it's a, a, a thin band across there. Because the other thing I find when I'm crawling around the ceiling sometimes doing some extra wiring mm. is the normal headlamps are kind of a bit sticky-outy, yeah. so they catch on things as you climb around. This is very much against your head, and then you can turn it on or off with a wave of your hand. You don't need to touch the headband just with your hands full doing things. You just wave it to change the the light and the brightness of it or turn it on or off. So that was pretty cool. And then 230 degrees range of light. So you've got light all around the front of you. So that's pretty cool as well. Eight hours of continuous illumination, waterproof. It just seems like it's got everything going for it in a, a light headband. So I thought it was pretty impressive. I know a light headband doesn't sound like new technology, but I just thought for a good practical present with a bit of new technology built in, it was a pretty good one. And you're looking forward to getting one at Christmas? Absolutely. Surely that's par for the course for all of these. Stepping out and asserting some individuality is a big thing for young people. Well, here's a backpack that can make your very own, or you can make your very own with an LED pixel screen that you can drop your own designs onto so that you can broadcast your individuality, your mood and your message to the whole world, the school, the workplace, whatever, smushing high tech and fashion together here, Matt. Tell us all about it. It's almost too practical to be so cool. It's actually quite a good backpack. It fits a 15-inch notebook in there. It's got a breathable design, so it's all pretty cool. But then on top of that, you've got an LED screen and a fairly pixelated version of LED screen Mm. that you hook up to your phone and you can put a design. You can choose from an existing design or create your own design and drop it onto the backpack. So you could have something on the backpack that was saying who you were or advertising your business or just having different designs of your favourite Star Wars character. Well, you say it's fairly pixelated. I wonder how long it is before, you know, if this takes off, whether or not they bring this pixel size down and you can do some more sort of higher definition sort of pictures and stuff. Well, that's possible. I actually thought they went deliberately for a pixelated look. Oh, because it's cool. Because it's cool, but probably... It uses less battery life as well mm. with that pixelated look in there. But you're right, they could create something that's much better in terms of the definition of there. And maybe as battery life keeps getting better, they might go down that path. But I thought initially that was the look they were going for was this highly pixelated look just to be able to show your Tamagotchi character on there, for example, <laughs> in its true form and that very pixelated look. So it's pretty cool. A Pixu backpack, P-I-X-O-O backpack, I thought was a pretty cool little invention. Now, I love physics and the way it teases out the secrets of how the world works. Well, the physics beer dispenser, that's F-I-Z-Z-I-C-S, is removing the mystery from a perfect pour. A gift for the beer lovers of the world. Listen to what Matt has to say about the physics beer dispenser. We just put an asterisk at the beginning of this. We're not encouraging excessive alcoholic consumption at Christmas time, of course. However... But this looks fun. This looks cool. One of the arguments you often have from people is, hey, do you want to sit around my place and watch the cricket while we're drinking a couple of beers? Oh, we should go to the pub because when you get a beer from the the keg as such, you know, when you pour a beer yeah. from the actual tap, it always tastes better. Oh, yeah, you're right. But it's more expensive sitting at the pub and you have this discussion back and forth. There's no perfect answer until now. Now <laughs> we have the perfect answer, the Physics draft pour takes your can of beer, your bottle of beer, whatever version of beer, whatever container it's in, it drops it into this container and then you've got a normal tap that you can pour 
and then <laughs> you get the ultra foaming. So it's, it's it sounds so much fun. <laughs> for, for nothing else, it's fun to do. Yeah, yeah. So watching the video of it, you pour it like an old beer. Then, so it gives you a tap. You pour a beer, and if you want to just put a bit of a head on the beer, just like you're at the pub, you've got the uh, they call it microfoam technology. So basically, you push the tap back in the other direction, and it'll froth up a bit at the end. If you're like a, a big head, some people might call it an ice cream, you can have a big head. Mm. If you want a small head, which would be more appropriate, I would have thought when you're getting a normal beer from the pub, you can just have a small head at the end. But you serve that beer in a glass and you say, there you go, just as good as it being at the pub, only the cost of a takeaway beer and we can sit in the comfort of Andrew and watch the cricket. Doesn't get much better than that, does it? <laughs> it's so, a must-have. It, it sounds like a must-have. If you drink beer of any description, it sounds like a must-have. All right, we've got everyone covered here at Tech Talk. So here's something for the bird lovers out there in listener land. It's the high-tech bird buddy feeder. And Matt, is there no experience that AI will not enhance? <laughs> I think you're right, actually. It's a lovely feeder. You can feed birds, encourage them to hang around your house. Lots of people put some bird feed out, and that's a lovely thing to do. It's quite nice seeing birds jump up on your veranda and chew a bit of the bird seed. Sure. But sometimes when you go out to a closer look at them, they fly away because they think we're going to do harm to them. Well, this particular bird feeder allows you to look at them from wherever you might be because the bird feeder, where the feed is, it's got a lovely high-definition camera right there that's designed to focus on something a few millimetres away. So that's the first thing you can do. You can look at the birds, cool. capture videos, capture photos of them, but then, oh, is that a Rosella? I'm just not sure. What version of a Rosella might it be? Well, of course throw some AI into the mix when these birds come and land there. It takes the images. It goes through an AI tool that Put says... A caption up on the screen. It tells you exactly what it is. So you Shut know exactly up. exactly what type of bird it is. <laughs> you can be an absolute expert. Oh, yes, I had some... I can't think of a good name of a bird, but I had some, you know, rosellas yeah. or cockatoos or glass or whatever. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some version of those, some yellow-crested cockatoos. I don't know if they exist, but <laughs> sitting on my bird the other, <laughs> on, on my veranda the other day. So the idea here is you can learn more about birds that are coming there. You're still feeding the birds, so that's all great. You can fill it up from the back so you're not disturbing the birds wherever it might be. It just sounds like a great way to stay in touch with birds around your place and actually learn more about them. So... Great bit of technology and Very cool. in touch with nature. So we're all about the style here at Tech Talk, style and technology, and all in the form of sunglasses today. We have you covered all the way with Ray-Ban's Meta Smart Glasses. You can look cooler than the Fonz at Christmas in Milwaukee. And all with access to a hands-free camera and music dripping into your ears as well, Matt. Could you look cooler than the Fonz, though? That'd be hard, wouldn't it? Hey. As, as cool as the Fonz, maybe. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm hard. I don't want to say cooler than the Fonz. I think. I think. Well, we're, I was we're just trying to talk much. it up, but uh, <laughs> now, yeah, okay. It's, it's, a, it's a tough gig, isn't it's, it? Well, it's it's a high bar. It's a high bar. A very high bar. So the Ray-Ban Meta Smart Glasses, and we've talked about this concept previously because Snapchat had some glasses like this as well. You've just got to be a little bit conscious of the fact that. You could be chatting to someone and you don't know, but you're live streamed to their social media site. So yeah, just get that in the right. back of your mind. <laughs> they, they do look cool though. And it's a great way to capture images, capture video or images from your glasses. So that's cool because sometimes you're out and you go, oh, 
I wish I had my phone on me right now. I'd capture that. Or mm. I've got to get the phone in my pocket and go through and grab that. Well, no, the cameras are built into the glasses. And as you said, they've also got music built in. So you can be listening to music. They've got little speakers just near your ears. But I love the idea that you've got the glasses in there because you get used to almost having some sort of camera wherever you are. You're at work, you've, you know, you've got CCTV. If something happens, you can grab that video. You're driving your car, you've got dash cam in there, you know, you can capture that video. Mm-hmm. I'm riding my bike. I've got dash cam or bike cam on my bike when I ride that. If I'm just walking through the streets, that's a bit mm-hmm. annoying. I don't have dash cam covering everything. What about if something funny happens? I want to capture that. Well, <laughs> you need the Ray-Ban Meta Smart Glasses. They're pretty cool. I've actually played with some. My son had some or an early version of a... Um, Beta version, I say meta version, not beta, a beta version of, of these for a while, and they're pretty cool to play with. But I, I still just wonder whether if someone worked out you're wearing them, whether they go, Are you filming me right now? Yeah, I'm a bit nervous about that. I'm not talking to you, then take those sunglasses off. That's right. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about your friends anyway. Do <laughs> <laughs> you take those sunglasses off? Anyone with a wellness routine might like to get their hands on an infrared sauna blanket. Burn off excess calories and sweat out those toxins with this clever little electric sleeping bag. Now, I'll admit, I had to look at the pictures of this. I'm sure we had this idea back in the 70s when innovation was everything and safety was only an afterthought. But thankfully now, we've been able to add some modern tech so you won't become a Christmas turkey, Matt. An infrared device that claims to reduce stress, promote glowing skin increase blood flow, detoxify... Detoxify. Detoxify, give you healthy skin. It sounds almost too good to be true. It sounds like it's going to get smelly after a while. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? If Okay, kids, if you're thinking about one of the 20, you're not going to get me. I could probably live without this one. If you've got someone in your life that you think might want to detoxify, and detoxify is one Mm. of those little myths that doesn't really exist, but if you've got someone that wants to detoxify, if they've got to align their crystals in the right way, Mm. if their Mm. chakra's not quite Mm. lined up today, this might be the present for them. It sounds interesting. I'm sure they sell them. It sounded just like an electric sleeping bag, though, (laughs) which we would have had in the 70s until a bunch of people died uh, or were horrifically uh, scarred. Exactly. Uh, And and (laughs) Christmas in Australia, having a heated sleeping bag, probably not that necessary. Maybe overseas you might need this, or maybe you're buying it early for someone who might be having winter in Australia, but it sounds interesting. I I don't know that I'm going to support the medical claims it has, but again, it's one of those things, if it makes you feel bad by getting into a water-resistant polyurethane heated skin, then, <laughs> then go for it, folks. The higher-dose infrared sauna blanket is what you need, but I'm okay if I don't get one of these. <laughs> Okay, folks, I'll wager that you probably haven't found yourself in too many deep conversations about umbrella technology lately. Maybe you just don't think about it so much. Well, that's fair enough. We'll prepare to embark on a journey into the fascinating realm of innovative umbrella engineering with the extraordinary Weatherman Umbrella. It's no ordinary rain shield. It's a meteorological marvel designed to defy the fiercest of of storms. Challenge accepted, mate. Well, I'm going to talk about the Weatherman. We're going to talk about a few other umbrellas as well. The Weatherman was one that, I, that caught my attention because how many times do you see on a windy day, and let's face it, we're getting more weather events of extremes, you see the umbrella blown inside out. I mm. mean, surely with today's modern technology, we can do better than that. Cyclone season is upon us up in Queensland. Exactly yeah. right. So the Weatherman says it can with 
stand gusts of up to 90 kilometres an hour. That's not too bad. Mm. And you're probably not going out in the weather with your umbrella if the wind's above 90 kilometres an hour. And I know if you are, <laughs> just your umbrella's not going to protect you. <laughs> That's right. You need more than an umbrella out there. Most of the time, I mean, we do see cyclones and hurricanes hit speeds much greater than 90 kilometres an hour, but again, you're probably not standing out in them. So they've actually said, why don't we make this umbrella a bit stronger? Good idea. Hmm. It's got a fiberglass industrial strength frame. It's got a material that's a quick-drying water-repellent fabric, a little bit like you might have with swimming costumes and racing costumes that are water-repellent fabric. So that's all fantastic. No technology built into this one, but it's just a strong umbrella. But there are also a number of umbrellas that I've looked at that have some pretty cool technology built in. One of my favourites is one that actually has different light colours on the handle depending on the forecast. So when you're walking out at the beginning of the day, you look at your umbrella, oh, it's lit up red, I better take it because obviously the forecast today is for rain. If it's any other colour, then it's got different variations. Oh, that's pretty of, clever. Yeah, it is pretty clever. So that umbrella hooks up to your Wi-Fi in your house and uses an app to basically change the colour depending on the, the likely forecast. And again, if you're really nervous about things, it can be a different colour, which might be, say, 50% chance of rain. Oh, no, I'm going to risk it today. Don't worry about it. Oh, I don't like the rain, so I'm going to take it with me. So you've got mm. those different variations. So there's different ones like that. You've got some other ones that will actually project an image up to the inside of your umbrella. So there's a whole range of cool technological umbrellas out there. But before all of that, you need one that actually stays in its shape. That's right. And as the soon as, it go, as soon as it inverts itself, it's an X umbrella. That's <laughs> right. It's a it's thing you're material. carrying. <laughs> Suitcases on wheels are so last decade. When you're racing to the next meeting or trying to make that flight, you don't want to be towing anything behind you, crashing and bashing into things. You want a suitcase to follow you all by itself, like a well-trained puppy. Well, it's the Gita Cargo Robot, and it'll give you the freedom of hands-free action while you're on your way to the next big connection, or even doing the shopping, Matt. Well, you could take it doing shopping. There's two versions of this. I think I might have mispronounced that too. It might be the Gita. Anyway, yeah, Gita, Gita. G-I-T-A. Well, Rita would be yeah. R-I-T-A, and it's pronounced Rita, so Gita, Rita. Gita, but yeah, might be, anyway, sorry, but I digress. The G-I-T-A robot has <laughs> <laughs> uh, got two versions. It's got a 6-kilo version and a 12-kilo version. It basically follows you around. You press follow mode on it, and it follows you around. It's reasonably large, and again, it's just designed to carry stuff, so you could carry golf clubs, for example, you could carry drinks on it, you could carry a suitcase on it, depending on how big your suitcase was, carry a computer on there. It's not designed to go and fetch you a beer, which I thought might be of more relevance around Christmas time, but it just follows you around. It's probably not the perfect robot, it's not humanoid, it can't go up and down stairs, for example, but the idea is that it's just a first iteration. I think we'll have mm. robots in our lives before we realise we've got robots in our lives. And this is maybe one of those things that you could use. So I would imagine someone around the office space, maybe around the home, carrying their tools, carrying things with them that they might want to use. They just have this robot following them along. Someone mm. says, hey, what's that Gita or Jita following you along there? That's just my little robot that's doing me a favour, saving me having to carry things around. I can imagine people with disabilities might use it as well from a very practical sense. 
I'm just not sure it's going to be the robot that we all get excited about, but it's the first step along the path. Mm. Uh, it looked very cool, nevertheless. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> if nothing else, when you're walking around and something's following you around, you go, that's hey, right. that's my cool robot. Yeah, that's right. And it follows me. Ha ha ha. And that, folks, is an absolute bumper list of unique Christmas gift ideas. That'll get a lot of you listeners off the hook this Christmas, and it will certainly line Matt's uh, Christmas stocking quite comfortably. Did I mention that my kids should be listening to this? Kids, hello. <laughs> These are my options, okay? Just pick from those apart from the blanket. And I think we've dropped some hints on things that probably you don't need. That's right. All right. Well, that was nice work, Matt. Thank you very much. My pleasure. It's all we have for you today, people. I've been your host, James Eddy, and I hope that the, in, in the high-stakes game of Christmas shopping that we've stirred your imagination just a little bit more over the past 45 minutes or so. It's a pleasure bringing you Tech Talk with Matthew Dickerson each week and I hope that through all the business of the lead up to Christmas that you can take some time out and join us again for another episode next week. In the meantime, take care and have a great week. See you soon. Bye.